Hello, and welcome to Romance Isn't Dead, episode 43, What We've Been Up To. I'm Sally. And I'm Ray. So we had a little bit of an oopsie, (laughs) y'all. And I realized it when I sat down after almost a week to listen to our podcast to make sure everything had uploaded okay. And I was like... It it uploaded. It had uploaded. It uploaded beautifully. But the problem was we had inadvertently uploaded episode 41 more than once because we really liked episode 41. But it turns out we really liked episode... I really liked episode 42 as well. (laughs) So... (laughs) We're sorry. (laughs) Yeah, mea culpa. (laughs) We're really sorry, y'all. It's okay, hey, though. We're, we're human. It uploaded. It well, did upload. It, it got uploaded. And it did get uploaded, and it's totally fine. It's totally fine. I think this is going to be our only episode for July, though, um, because we kind of have a lot to talk about today, and we don't really want to divide it up into two podcasts, but we've spent some time planning out for the fall, the late summer and fall. So hopefully you will enjoy some of the episodes that we have planned upcoming. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I I think that we've had um, a pretty good run. I enjoyed uh, June, and um, I did a lot of reading in June. I did some TV watching in June. Um, I, of course, did some crocheting in June and got my crojo back, as they call it. Crochet mojo. Is that what they actually call that? Yeah, crochet. Crochet mojo. Well, I, I have to admit, I kind of did too. You got your crojo back? Yeah, well, yeah. I tell you, it was one of those things where I was, um, for some reason, this spring, I started project after project, but nothing was sticking. And I was so frustrated because I had, you know, yarn that I really wanted to use and string that I wanted to make into something. And it was like, I couldn't get anything finished. I had all these whips, works in progress. And so finally, um, I was at the lake with my family and I just took several works in project in progress. And I just forced myself to only work on those. And I finished like three in a week, which I thought was pretty cool to finish three <laughs> works in progress really in a week. Good. And so but if you had to force yourself, did that were you forcing yourself back into your crojo or was it just forcing yourself to finish the projects because they were there? Well, I think that finishing the projects gave me my crojo back because I proved to myself I could finish something, right? And there's a sense of accomplishment when you finish mm. something. So I finished a dress. I finished a beach robe, basically a bathing suit cover up. And I finished something else. And I actually started recently and finished an entire afghan. So I like a throw afghan. So I I feel as though my crojo has done okay. And I'm currently working on a velvet uh, bomber jacket. So it's basically a sweater that I guess that'll look kind of a cardigan that looks kind of like a bomber jacket. But anyway, that's what I'm working on now. But, um, and it's velvet, which is nice, which is really nice to yarn to work with. So yeah, I've done a lot of that stuff. And the other thing is I like to crochet when I'm watching television. So there's that. 
Yeah, I do as well. Yeah. Though I've been noticing my wrists have been giving out quite quickly. Okay. I will say this. That means that you need to do some stretches. Like there's some exercises and stuff that make it better for your arm or your hands. And I think I'm not trying to push a manufacturer on you or anything, but I think the Furls website has some of those exercises that you can do. And yeah, the Furls website also has a. Ha, I also have a problem with the Furls website because I keep on going there and intending to spend money. <laughs> I, I, don't wanna, I don't want to say that the Furls high-end crochet hooks are my favorite or anything, and I refuse to crochet with much of anything else. Of but, not. but, I, and but I don't anyone who's... refuse to crochet with anything else, but I do enjoy Furls. That's the thing. I mean, I will say one of the things is they have added over lockdown over here, they have added a few more different products, yeah. types of hook to their range. Well, one thing that I noticed for me that helps is um, a hook that actually has a bit more of a handle than those really tiny aluminum hooks, probably kind of like the hooks that you're using. That's a little, that's not bad. That's not bad. But this hook is 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 uh, shaped a little differently. Like it's actually the opposite of what you've got going on there. But anyway, it's, um, our viewers absolutely cannot see the hooks that we were showing each other. But anyway, um... <laughs> Our listeners cannot see. So. Yeah, my, my my hook's a pony hook. Yeah, no, and that's that's works. That works. It's good. But... Yeah, the, yeah, but the only reason I did that is because um, unfortunately there seemed to be a. It seems to be quite difficult to get hold of it. It's the inline. In, is it the inline hooks? Yeah. It's very very difficult to get hold of them, and I'm a left-handed person, and I need a little bit more end on my hook than you get with the majority of hooks that are, are available in high street stores you might well i'm not sure our listeners really are all that fussed okay. about <laughs> crochet hooks and i'll tell you what i think in a minute okay so romance yeah. tv uh whatnot i have read a lot of books and can I go first and say, I, I think I owe Christine Feehan an apology. I mean, I know yeah, she listens to our podcast. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, when I read the first book in the Shadow series, and this has been a bit ago, and I think we did an entire podcast on it, it with with the E.L. James book, oh, Mr. This, yes. yeah, this was the episode... Um, did we really need to do this to ourselves? <laughs> right. Well, I actually, I went ahead and I read some of the, the rest of the books in that series. And then I reread that one. And on a reread, I don't think that consent was actually an issue. Now, because I, I remember saying in the podcast that I wasn't sure that consent was fully there. But on a reread... I'm not sure exactly why I was so fussed about it, because I don't I, I, I just I just saw it differently. Does that make sense? So oh, yeah, maybe totally. so maybe I was reading too fast. Maybe I, I don't know I don't know. There's just something, but like the the time that that people really got I think upset about was the hero had picked her up and carried her out of her apartment, and she's mad and he's not really telling her why which i kind of understand why he's i don't understand why he's not more forthcoming honestly um 
But at the same time, I she needed to leave, and it was important that she leave immediately. Does that make sense? <laughs> like, yeah. She she needed to she needed to be out of that situation immediately. So so I did get that, but but he he doesn't like push himself on or anything like that. It's like he gets her to his apartment, and then there's this deliberate attempt. He's got this deliberate attempt to sort of distance himself from her physically, at least, and so. Yeah, I feel like on a reread, um, I feel like I liked that a lot better. So I wanted to say that. Um, now, I have read um, several other Fian books since then, and I picked up the Torpedo Inc. series, which is actually about a motorcycle club. And y'all, if you are not fans of like dark romance, I would say not to go there. Like if you want light, fluffy, don't go there. That's not what Torpedo Inc. is. The heroes of Torpedo Inc. and, and a couple of the heroes are pretty, they, they got a lot of demons. And so, and, and they've earned those demons. Um, that's not fair. Those demons, those demons have been kind of pushed on them and, and they're better than they probably, you would expect them to be. So just sort of be aware of that, that if, if you like light and fluffy, the Torpedo Ink series is probably not for you. Um, and I didn't think I would like a motorcycle motorcycle uh, club series because, um, well, I'm from the States and, and I have contact with police officers who deal with a lot of motorcycle clubs. And um, let's just say, I, I yeah. I was concerned <laughs> because some of the major <laughs> motorcycle clubs um, in the States do some very, very illegal things. So <clears throat> I, I was concerned about that, but I enjoy, I enjoy the Torpedo Inc. series, but again, it's pretty dark. So I could say it's probably not for everyone. Um, yeah. So that was my sort of spiel on Christine Feehan. What about you, Ray? Oh, I've read loads, but you talking about the Christine Feehan books reminds me of a conversation we had, and that was about the um, Sons of Anarchy. Yes, yes. There is this. There seems to be a correlation between the romance books that are coming out or have come out in the last few years and the TV shows that have um, relative cult popularity. So sure. you've got your bike. There's a couple of biker gang series I, I seem to recall having yeah. looked online a few times for books to read and I've there actually, seems go ahead go ahead sorry you've actually read another one yes I have and it's uh, they are bikers but they actually work for the US government in a clandestine capacity um, and I want to say it's by Julie Ann Walker. I could look it up. I could look up that series. I haven't read it recently, but I have read that series. So. Yeah, this, it's, there seems to be this whole thing. You've got the sort of connection between what's popular on TV translates to what is going to follow up. On the page. In, on the page. Romance, especially romance novels. Mm-hmm. Because well, you had the whole Buffy thing. Right. Use this as a, a good example. The whole Buffy thing, Buffy, vampires, and everything else. And until that point, there didn't seem to be as many vampiric romances. And then on it's the page. all over the place, right? 
And then it's everywhere. I mean, in fact, I think I read um, the first vampire books I think I read were, I want to say, Katie McAllister. And they actually have on the back, it's like, it's got all the humor of Buffy. Mm -hmm. So there was, they even were making that connection. And I find it quite interesting. I'm just wondering what's going to come next, because we were talking about how (laughs) we have conversations offline quite a lot. And one of the things was, um, do we really want to see zombies? (laughs) Yeah, and no. I think my answer to that is no. I feel yeah, my, uh, my Zombies 1 and 2 no from the Disney Channel is about as much as I can go in terms of romance, zombie romance. Um, we start getting into Z Nation and Walking Dead, and I'm out. I am so out. Like, peace out. Oh, no, yeah, no romance. No romance for me for zombies. So, sorry. Yeah. And I was no. that's the thing. I was, I was trying to think of... Um, ways that they've used zombies in romance and I think you're right zombies one and two the Disney Channel mm-hmm. movies and then there was warm bodies yeah which I never saw years ago yeah I never saw that I never saw it either I'm not a massive fan of zombies in any way or form though I do like Shaun of the Dead but that's mm-hmm. more because it's a funny film um, and I was trying to think of what would come next because we've already had obviously the fantasy stuff with dragons and warring families and everything from we need to do a thea harrison book speaking of speaking to, oh yeah there you go so there's a fantasy we, we've been planning we yeah. are being really organized yeah. we are planning which totally does not run to form with us but anyway <laughs> i think the day that we actually plan is um, you need to expect an asteroid or something. Don't say that. I have to go drive somewhere today. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've already hit the apocalypse this year. Um, No, don't say that either. (laughs) Dadgummit. (laughs) Don't say that. I can't help it. It's funny. Hurricane season just started. (laughs) I mean, at least the African death... That dust plume didn't include the mummy, which I was sort of expecting. Like, I was waiting for the mummy to show up in the African dust plume. Okay? I was. And it wasn't well, there, which is so cool. I was very excited. And there's another thing we haven't discussed, which we were going to discuss a long time ago. The mummy. Oh. Young Brendan Fraser. Right, I said that out loud. Yeah, you did. And you sighed a little bit as well. Is there drool? There's no drool. (laughs) Anyway. That does raise an interesting question. What do you think would be next? We've done the fantasy with the dragons and everything else, and that's been going on for an eternity, because that's kind of, I mean, that dates back forever. Um, Well, there's only, what, like 30 or 40 plots in the world for all the stories, so I think we're just going to start over again. So we're going to go back to vampires then, and werewolves. We've I, never really, di- we've never think, really left them. We've never left them, and I think we're going to keep stay with them. But I think we might see like a resurgence of, of um, some maybe some fairy, fay type things. Um, because the last fay books fae. I read were like honest, and oh my gosh, we have not talked about her. Laurel K. Laurel Hamilton. Hamilton. And Jinx. I read her 
Fay books with um, Mary Gentry. I read most of those. I'm sh I think I probably missed the last couple, but I read most of those. Which and and I wound up reading them not really for the romance. <laughs> I wonder what they, you were reading them for. But, but even the even the, like the the heat in them wasn't like I think I really wanted to know how it was going to end. You know what I mean? I I read I started reading the other Laurel K. I went through a the Anita Blake a, series. Yes. Well, I you know the the there is a funny story with that. I went to the states for a holiday, and it was before Amazon was. In fact, it was before Am. It was before Amazon, I think. Mm -hmm. I went to the States to stay with a friend and I was there for a month and I went to a stack of bookstores. I actually had to get rid of some of my clothes to take books on the plane home because I bought bags and bags of books. I went into every single bookstore and because books, um, it was before the days of Amazon, the bookstores over here were incredibly limited in the books that they had in stock. Mm -hmm. Romance, especially fanti uh, fantasy romance and supernatural romance were incredibly rare and incredibly mm -hmm. difficult to find on the high street. And I live in a relatively small town. We don't have very much. We have, we have a Waterstones, mm -hmm. um, which we've only had for about five years. Before that, we had Smith and that was it. So getting hold of these books was nigh on impossible. And hence I ended up getting rid of clothes to bring home books. Mm -hmm. I'd rather sacrifice <laughs> suitcase space. It's got kind of like, well, I'll, I'll buy all these books and I'll just replace the clothes when I get home. Because mm. I didn't want, but I bought most of the Anita Blakes Good that were out at that point. Yeah, I know. Most of the Anita Blakes that were out at that point, I bought, and I think I read about six of them before I got really disillusioned. Mm -hmm. Because there didn't seem to be any substance to them, and I, I was disappointed. I think I read one Anita Blake, but you know, if I want to look up a Hunter series, I'm more likely to look at Nalini Singh. With her Archangel series. Because the primary heroine is a hunter. And it's a different... I think it's... Well, I've only read one Anita Blake. And it's been probably 20 years. So I don't really remember all that well. But I think that that might be something... We might see a few more angels. Like maybe we'll be looking at celestial beings instead of... Of... Um, of things of this earth. Why, yeah, why has already done that. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Lauren Kate with her Fallen series. And I haven't read J.R. Ward's version, but J.R. Ward has some angels. and She has angels, fallen angels. So I'm not sure what those look like quite yet. I know that my library actually has some of those, but I'm not sure what all those look like quite yet. So anyway, it might be worth... Um, it might be something that might be a direction in which some people choose to go. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So, 
That's a good so question. It'd be really interesting to find out where our listeners think that this is going to go, though. Yeah, it would be. So, if you've got any ideas on where you think the next, what you think the next big thing in romance is going to be, whether it's angels, um, demons, shapeshifters. Yeah, shapeshifters, a return to the original, or is it going to be something much darker, which we will be covering in a later episode anyway? Yeah. Um, please do let us know because it's really interesting to find out where people think romance, that side of romance, is going to head in the future. Because mm-hmm. as we've already seen, we've had a massive surge in the number of people who are writing about biker gangs. Yes. <laughs> Biker gangs. As I said, I completely, I completely blame Sons of Anarchy for that. Well, and the other thing is they, they all have, the the biker gangs all do have the Torpedo Inc. It's not, she doesn't make it an emphasis, but they all do have some supernatural powers. All yeah, but Chris, this is Feehan though, isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. And she likes her supernatural angle to oh, everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Because Feehan. And that's fine. If, if you like Feehan, then you'll like this. But you do need to know that this is actually dark. Like, th- there are going to be mentions of things that would, I think would bother some of our readers quite a bit. So, or listeners, quite a bit. So, um, if it was fanfic, it would be tagged with with discussions of Morning. non-con and all that. Yeah. It, it would absolutely be tagged if this was on AO3 or, or fanfic.net. No, um, people would people would riot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you didn't tag this. I mean, Why didn't you tag this? I for, I received a request from a Harry Potter fan group to write a Harry Hermione romance. Or, or, or story. Last, it's been it's been a year. This for last July. Yeah, last July. One of the bits of feedback I got was that you didn't tag Jermione. Literally, I had Draco's name in it. That's it. That's I mentioned his name in a list. And this person dinged me for not having Jermione. I was like, he didn't even... What? <laughs> what? <laughs> And I was like, okay, sure, Jan. I'm just not gonna get him. I mean, I just, I didn't. I don't think I even responded to that because I was like, his his name was in a list. I was gonna say we have to say we're in no drama. We're in no drama pair. We've done our very very best to remove ourselves from any kind of fandom drama that exists. And we've been in fact. I mean, I've been in fandom now for. Oh, good Lord. I've been in fandom since 1997. Mm. My fandom entry was much, much later. but like, And I am in what some people find a controversial wing of the Star Wars fandom. Oh, yeah. But I, well. have, not, but I have not involved <laughs> myself terribly much in, in that controversy. I just know that <clears throat> I just know that some people are wrong and I'm right. And that's the end of that. I'm just done. I, I'm just so done with so much of that. But... Yeah, they're wrong. And that's how I'm wrong with them. <laughs> they're just wrong. Um, and, and I would include, I would include, you know, my podcast partners on my other podcast in that. They're just wrong, and that's fine. And I've told them so. That's the thing. I, 
I mean, I can't argue on this because it's not my fandom. Mm-mm. No, no, and it's... Wow. I, pre- I really do prefer my fandom without the drama I was involved. Sure. Uh, I, was, I was on the outskirts of drama when I was in the Harry Potter fandom first time around, and I never want to re-enter that stage again ever. I was in... Involved in some Harry Potter drama too, and I just not not interested in the drama anymore. It's so. exhausting, which is why mm-hmm. we are very very upfront and honest on the fact that these are our opinions, completely and utterly. We aren't going to yeah. force them on anybody, and we often have differing opinions on things like Star Wars. Yeah, I don't watch it. And Sally loves it. And well, I, you know, here, I, you know what the irony is. The last movie, Monstrosity. Yeah. Well, that tells you everything I, you need to know what yeah. I think of that movie. I'm not sure I can count myself as a Star Wars fan anymore. They've hurt me that much. J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio did such a bad job with a movie that was a, literally a putt. And they messed it up. They messed it. It actually damaged a lifelong love of Star Wars. I was going to say, we do actually have an entire episode on this particular It damaged a lifelong love of Star Wars. It actually hurts me. And, you know, they can fix it. But the question is, do they want to? Do they want to fix it? But... Yeah, I mean, you've, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, um, so what have you been reading? Me, I've been reading. I've done a few rereads. I have, um, I'm one of these people who has a few books on a list. And every single year, no joke, I go through and I tick them off as reread reread and i've just started um it's that time of year again so as well as reading the new stuff that i've been looking at i've also picked up old favorites just as a little bit of a a comfort boost because i think we can all admit and all acknowledge that right now we need a little bit of comfort and we need comfort and we need happy and familiarity. And familiarity. Because you know, there's a certain level of, this is good, I know how it's going to end. <laughs> At this point. Yeah, exactly. And there's also that comfort that, especially with the books that I reread, I know how they end. I know how they end. But not mm-hmm. only do I know how they end, I know that they end relatively happily. They end on a nice closing with positive future. And that is what I need. <laughs> right mm-hmm. now and I'm kind of um, I would say I'm going that way with my movies but I'm sort of not um, I've been watching a lot of action movies recently like, and I have no idea why I just like blow them up action movies I watched Skyscraper the other day huh I still haven't seen yeah. that one well it's kind of it's in a weird way, I I um, was talking. I talked with my mum every Sunday, and I was telling uh, every Saturday, and I was telling her that I'd watched Skyscraper, and I said it's kind of like um, it's a building that's on fire, and this guy goes into rescue. And she said, "Oh, it's like the Towering Inferno," and I said, "Well, no, actually, it's more like a 
sort of cheapy version, though it probably cost about 10,000 times more, of Die Hard. When you said the building is on fire, I immediately thought Die Hard. I did. I thought Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, see, hilarious. I immediately, as, when I watched it, my first thought was, eh. but I, li- eh. I have to admit, I like Dwayne Johnson. Um, yeah. I'm telling you, he's bull. That is that is who... Yeah, that is I agree who, with you. Sharice Sinclair is is using as her uh, head or face cannon for uh, one of her characters in her Sons of the Survival Sons of the Survivalist series. I agree one hundred percent. And I basically I sold Mum on the film by saying it's kind of like Die Hard. It's not as good. I'm a I am one of the people that says Die Hard's a Christmas film and nobody's going to change my mind on that. It did come out in July, but that's not the point. It's a Christmas film. It took place at Christmas, and that I'm that's there's that's no that, argument. Yeah. yeah, there is no argument. You want to fight me on it? <laughs> I'm not a fighter. You can stay in your lane, but it is a Christmas film, and this one isn't. But at the same time, it was for me. I watched it, and it was like, oh, I can see the Die Hard in this. Mhm, mhm. Well, so, I mean, people are influenced. Filmmakers <laughs> are influenced, so it makes sense. And um, you wouldn't want to be influenced by one of the best event, uh, action movies ever. <laughs> I also watched two of the John Wicks because um, I watched the first one and the third one because the second one is not available on any streaming service right now, which is weird. Um, what else did I watch? Rush Hour. Oh my God, I've been watching so much rubbish, it's scary. But I've just been watching action movies because in a way you always know that they're going to end up the good guy is always going to win it makes sense and I think that's what I needed mm-hmm. absolutely so absolutely. I haven't been doing I haven't been watching romance I've been well, I'm trying to think what TV I've watched not much I started watching Warrior Nun did, oh I did too I did too I think I've gotten like episode seven. I'm on episode two. <laughs> oh, I'm a bit ahead. Um, Just a bit. Um, so I've started watching Warrior Nun, and I also I kind of like Warrior Nun. I mean, I'm, I don't know that I'm gonna like knock you down to finish it, but I did like Warrior Nun. Um, the premise I think is interesting, and maybe that is the way we're going, right? Because mm. the idea of you know Warrior Nun, not not to put a bunch of spoilers out there. But, but the idea is that, that there is an angel's halo and they introduced this in the very first episode. So this is, yep, again, they not, did. this is not a huge spoiler. Um, this is an angel's halo and it is infused in the back of a nun, like Catholic nun. And she can then see demons and help direct her fellow nuns, her warrior nuns who train uh, to fight to protect people in the church from these demons that from hell right and she can see him because she has the power of this halo in her back and so that's all introduced i would say in the first episode right it is indeed so i don't feel like that's a a big spoiler but you know what i'm trying to figure out how old is she how old do you think she is i don't think she's very old i reckon she's maybe 18 19 okay because there is a discussion in a later one that she's that they're aging. She's aging out of the system, and so I kind of think that she's. Pro- I was thinking she 
for whatever reason, I thought she was 14 at first. And I was like, whoa, this is really mature for a 14-year-old, right? Yeah. You see, um, I, that's, but it, I mean, it is... It's the, not based in the. I mean, it's not based in the U.S. It's in Spain, Europe, somewhere. Spain. Yeah, it's in Spain where everything is younger anyway. But is it Spain or Portugal? Anyway, I think it's Spain. And then, and then, but as I watched it, I started thinking, yeah, she's older, and I'm now I'm thinking she's 17, 18, which is a little less. It, it feels it feels right. Seventeen, eighteen feels about right. So. Yeah, it's it is. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like a teen drama. No, 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 no. Definitely not a teen drama. I mean, there is some teen angst going on, but not a teen drama. No, this is bigger than that. So, um, yeah. Um, have you have you read anything? I, I did read. I did read the Ward books that I have mentioned on the podcast yes. before. I read the Bourbon Kings trilogy, and it is Bourbon Kings, Angel Share, and Devil's Cut. And those are all bourbon terms. Did you know this? Angel Share and and Devil's Cut? The second one I knew, third one I didn't. Okay, so the Angel Share, if you don't know, is the share that evaporates off of these casks. And that goes to the angels, right? So that's their share. But the devil's cut is the bourbon that kind of seeps into the actual barrels. And then if you compress it enough, you get that really highly condensed, high concentration alcohol out of the actual cask itself. And so, yeah, that's the devil's cut. And so they've actually started marketing that. But anyway, those are all bourbon terms. And this is set in Kentucky with the um, with a family that has owned and the, this is important the mom is the heir to the the fortune right and she marries a fellow by the name of William Baldwin and they have several children and um, the dad, William Baldwin, is, you know what? I'm going to use some foul language. He's a righteous bastard. He's awful. Oh, nice. Um, and just terrible, all-around terrible person. And so Tulane is their younger son. Um, there are three sons, Edward, Max, Tulane, and the daughter is Jenny. She's the youngest. And so, why did they give? They named three of their children with normal, very, very upstanding, find them anywhere names, and the third one Tulane. Well, okay, this is a function of the South, <laughs> and they all have fancy names in terms. And so, but, so what you're hearing are nicknames. Well, Tulane is actually called Lane most of the time. His middle name is Tulane. I don't even remember his first name. But, like, Edward is something. Edward blah, blah, Baldwin, right? And then and Max is, uh, I think, probably Maximilian something, something, something. And so, but people in the South, particularly families like that, would place a high premium on using family names and whatnot. And Mama's maiden name becomes a lap, becomes a a first name or something like that. So 
you know, I know I know a kid in my hometown who's named Edwards. Not Edward, but Edwards. I'm pretty sure they call him Ward, but you know. Yeah. But his name is Edwards so, because that's Mama's main name, I think. So it's it's not a big deal. But one of the things that J.R. Ward does is she looks at the American South, particularly this whole idea of this upper crust out of Kentucky, and she sort of pokes fun at them. Like, she kind of laughs. And, and it's I think it's something that only someone like J.R. Ward could do, right? She's a transplant from the North, lives in Kentucky. She truly loves it. You can tell she truly loves Kentucky. But she also sees the flaws, and she sees the the problems that the South often has. And so, mm-hmm. so she really does sort of focus in on that. And, and I tell you, I enjoyed the books. What sort of surprised me was that the course of these three books probably took place over the course of a month, if that. I mean, this stuff is just happening like that. Like, it That's goes quick. from the Derby to... I mean, it just, I mean, it's super quick. Now, it's the other thing that you really need to know. If you are going to sit down to read these books, there is straight up non-consensual sex in this book or in this series. And it's a side character, but an important side character. And um, there's a purpose for it. There is a purpose for it. So it's not gratuitous. purpose for it? Well, it's not gratuitous. It's showing marital abuse. Oh, right, so I'm guessing it's his mom and dad. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Mm-mm. No. His mom, which you find out almost immediately, his birth mother, is basically spends her days drugged up on Vicodin or whatever, or whatever, and she spends her entire day high as kite. She wanders around the grounds at night sometimes, and that becomes important, but no. That's, it's not her. Um... There are, of course, mentions of infidelity. Um, yeah. So there's there there are some things in this book that, like, I'm glad I read them because I would be able to sort of throw out a warning, right, to someone who might <laughs> be thinking of reading them. By the way, you might run across this and it might upset you. Um, and it it's not it's not a trigger for me, but I could see where it would be kind of triggering for other people if that makes sense. So um, that's why I'm putting that warning out there. So it may not be for you, but those books were actually pretty good. Now, one of the problems for me is I kind of end with the deus ex machina, um, but that's okay too. Um, In the end, I was actually all right with that because she does set it up well so that it doesn't just kind of come out of the blue entirely, if that makes sense. Yeah. so it, this is something that has been mentioned numerous times throughout the course of a couple books. And, and so when it does come up, it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess I can buy that, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I would say that. And um, I'm glad I read them because the only thing I'd read by Ward before was the Black Dagger Brotherhood series. And I hadn't read all of that. I had read the early books. That seems- there seem to be, it feels like there are hundreds of them. 
it really has great it's not unlike Feehan's Dark series. It's like, oh, Feehan's Dark series, these these uh people these Carpathians are super rare and then all of a sudden we've got hundreds and it's like, how are they rare exactly? <laughs> you know? Yeah, why are they they don't feel them? that rare. <laughs> <laughs> they really don't feel that rare. Um but, I mean, I guess in the context of 7.7 billion people worldwide, a few hundred is actually quite rare, but it doesn't feel so rare. And the things that made some of them super powerful don't seem all that big of a deal the more people we meet in Feehan series, right? Because mm. um, because one one day you've got, oh, and they're the most powerful because they can do this, this, and this. Yeah. They're the most powerful. And then seven books later, oh, most powerful because they can do this. It's like, hang on a second. Yeah. What happened to that guy? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Lucian and Gabriel were, like, legendary warriors, and the, and they're really super old and so on and so forth. But, nope, turns out there are even older ones who didn't go to ground. I'm like, what? So, it is fine. It's fine. It's suspension of disbelief. But Yeah. But you say that, it reminds me, one of the things I have started Mm rewatching is the Highlander TV series. Oh, have you? Yeah. Duncan McLeod or the Clan McLeod. That one? Not Duncan, Connor. Connor? Sorry. It's been a long time. Is it Duncan or Connor? I can never remember. It, it is Duncan. Connor, is Connor Dun- was the movie. Duncan was the the series. I'm about six or seven episodes in. You see, my favorite character was never him. My favorite character was Mythos. <laughs> okay, I gotta ask this question. How do they spell McLeod? It's M A C L E O D. Okay, cool. That's how I M C L E O D is how I know most people who are McLeods. But a lot of people think that you should spell it like M-C-C-L-O-U-D. And I'm like, no, it's not an actual cloud. It's E-O-D. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because I actually, a friend of mine was like, oh, well, it's not spelled McLeod like you think it would be spelled McLeod. It spelled it. And I was like, no, that's how you're supposed to spell McLeod. And he was like, what? Sorry, love. You're you're wrong. (laughs) You missed a step. (laughs) I grew up with a lot of McLeods and they spell it (laughs) L-E-O-D. But that... That to me is when we were talking about the the most powerful and everything else. That is what it reminds me of, because all of a sudden, all of these immortals are coming out of the woodwork. But there will be only seasons. one. Yeah. yeah, for six seasons. <laughs> yeah, well, it is what it is. We're doing. A, we're at my house. We're kind of doing a rewatch of Supernatural, which isn't romance at all. But Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I think I got, I started to rewatch that because it's currently over here on Amazon, as most things seem to be. And I never was able to get into it. I'd rather do a rewatch of Buffy or Roswell. Interesting. The original, the original Roswell, not the remake. Okay. Interesting. Um, For the record, I just heard a thump, thump, thump. And I'm pretty sure that one of my dogs is actually underneath my home office. My home office is outside. How? (laughs) And, and, well, it's it's not set directly on the ground. It's leveled and it's off the ground. So the dogs like to go under there to, it's cool, right? Yeah. And um, they're inside, outside, but they're outside right at the moment. And I think one of them is sitting underneath my 
office and they were scratching behind their ear or something and I heard thump 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 thump. Like, <laughs> <laughs> for, for the record, her yeah. home office is beautiful. It's a she shed, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's where it's done up like a very glamorous she shed. It's not a glamorous she shed. Although my husband was an absolute trooper and basically finished it off like you would expect to have a house finished off. So, which was super, super sweet of him. He spent a lot of time and hours out here doing that. And I really appreciate it. I do have the air conditioner turned off. Otherwise, there would be a constant hum. <laughs> but anyway. This is a she shed with air conditioning. Oh. And electricity and Wi-Fi and... A day bed. Yes. Yeah. And my cricket and my sewing machine. Yeah. And my yarn. There's so much yarn. I love it. I want to buy more. She I have has a problem. A problem. <laughs> anyway. I have a let's problem. Go. <laughs> let's go back to books. Okay. Fine. We have gone so far off course, but that's that's part of the course when we are doing an episode what have we been up to rather than this is what I have been reading yes I have read quite a lot some of which we are going to be talking about in a later episode so I won't even touch on it but um two episodes in back in episode one at 41 for episode one dig good grief I'm going back a long way back in episode 41 we read the first in the Wallflowers series by Lisa Kleypas. Yes. Um, neither of us were massively keen on it. However, I wanted to read more about the other characters. Okay, so wait, I... wait, wait. Most important question first. Yeah. Do the titles make sense? No. <sighs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. In fact, I was writing notes about the titles of these books and my biggest bugbear about the titles of these books is they feel like they were were written or created using a random title generator <laughs> wait those exist they really do huh those exist they do exist yeah they do it's kind of like the random character generator because the titles of these books are okay that's weird Oh, it's because I'm on a different... I was looking at something else completely. But the titles of these books just make no sense. They are... Secrets of a Summer Night, which we talked about Annabelle's story. Neither of us were massively keen on Annabelle. I mean, she t- she proves herself in the end, but... That's on page 364 of 369 said, pages. As I said, she proves herself yeah. in the end. <laughs> But I mean, I was thinking about it and I, there were, I mean, she did have some relatively honorable motivations behind some of her actions. Yes. She's trying to protect her family. So you have to give her, especially her mother. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So you have to see, you do have to give her a few props and say, well, she did have some honorable motivations. However, for the most part, she was very, very shallow and, self-centered and no not a very nice character then the second book is called it happened one autumn and it reads like it it the title reads like a fanfic mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. kind of like you know those first time this is no offense to a fanfic author we've we all love our, fanfic yeah we love fanfic written, 
we've all written our first one with a really lame title. I mean, dear, I I think one of my the t- one of the titles for one of my fanfics was um, a night spent in an Aladdin's Aladdin themed hotel room on Route 285 South. That was the title for one of my fanfics. I mean, seriously. So I cannot comment. It was a Roswell fanfic. But at the same time, it happened one autumn. What happened one autumn? That's because a lot of se- is- that's that's a that's a big season. You know, it's Yeah, it's a big season. I don't think the book actually takes place in autumn, from what I can recall. And this is this I know Are you it's serious? Po- yeah. Um, it is because it's all during the season mm-hmm. and the season is spring through summer. Okay. All right. So this is, yeah. And it's, um, so it is, I don't know. I can't even explain it. The story is good. We've met, obviously already met all the characters and it is, there's a kidnapping. So mm-hmm. there is a hint of non-con involved in there. Um, just a hint, but it's not as shallow as book one. However, the title, no. Um, the third one is called Devil in Winter. Okay. I'm seeing you. Yeah. Um, it's like, what? So Evie, who is my favorite character, out of all of the wallflowers proposes marriage to the guy who in it happened one autumn kidnapped so they're the non-con the heroine of book two she, she wants to marry the guy who kidnapped her friend friend yeah um, there is motivation behind it she's the one who is constantly being treated like rubbish by her family and she sees marrying somebody else who is desperate for finance because her family is quite wealthy as an escape before her pet her aunt and uncle can marry her off to her disgusting cousin does he accept he does it well yes obviously huh. otherwise there wouldn't be a book uh, but he's actually the hero of the book okay all right. Yeah, he's the right. book. So, so the f- what's the spring title? <clears throat> Scandal in Spring. I'm, I am I have to admit that I was... Now, Scandal, when you think about a scandal, you think of something that everybody knows about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you not? Um well, it's not a scandal if you keep it quiet and, you know, it mm-hmm. doesn't come out. Mm-hmm. There is no scandal. No? It may well have happened in spring. Not sure. But there is no scandal. Okay, cool. So, if we get past the titles that don't make any sense for the actual books, you know... I, Tell I me, tell liked, me if they're good. I liked Scandal in Spring. 
hated the title, hated the title with a passion. But I liked Scandal in Spring because Daisy is quite a likable character. She's very, very, um, she seems very flighty, but she's not. Okay. Um, her parents dismiss her as being relatively useless. Yes. And they decide to marry her off to someone who works in the, who actually works for their father, who works for the parents in the states in their business because obviously they are um a soap he's a soap magnate from the states and he brought his two daughters to the uk to marry titles mm-hmm. his oldest daughter marries the title <laughs> Mar- marries very very well um but his younger daughter has found no prospects and she's now time has moved on and she is now in her mid-twenties and she has shown no signs of finding anybody even though she's connected to an earl is it an earl yeah that's a heck of a connection it is a heck of a connection however she's american and she's the younger daughter and she also has three older brothers but um so her father writes her off as useless and basically says right if you haven't found somebody to marry within the next three months I'm going to marry you off to um, basically his assistant mm-hmm. in the soap business. And he even flies him over to the UK. And by flies, you mean you put, he puts him on a boat? Yeah. Sorry. I, I know. I'm sorry. It's my brain. I'm reading a modern book right now. So um, he, he flies him over, you know, angel, eagle, <laughs> whatever. Um, he gets him over to the UK and... It was clear that he'd already planned to do this because he arrives very, very soon after he's given her an ultimatum. Ultimatum. Yeah. If he sends the letter and then sends the dude on the next boat. Pretty much. Okay. However, there is a secret. Well, she ends up finding the guy that her father is telling her she's going to marry very attractive. Mm -hmm. And they start having a fling and in Regency times, that would have been a big no-no when you're unmarried and... Um, yes, 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 of yeah. course. <laughs> so they start having an a, affair. Yeah. a very, very physical affair. Mm-hmm. And he's unable to resist her because he's been in love with her forever. And she finds she doesn't know what it is, but she finds him incredibly attractive and can't resist him either. So chemistry clearly zinging off all over the place however it turns out that he's not who he says he is and the police arrest him Mm. and as with every the one thing that I find very very frustrating in every single one of these novels in every single one of these books in this series is the twist happens so close to the end of the book Mm -hmm. that you've got 10 maybe 20 pages for resolution and a happy ending. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously had several of those throughout the book anyway. Um, but it frustrated me that every single book, that I mean, every book is formulaic in its own way. We've had this mm-hmm. conversation several times yeah. that there is a formula to every single book. However, these all follow exactly the same formula. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like there's a template for them. I wonder if this is a, a function of just a Wallflower series or if this is how Kleypas just writes 
apparently the wallflower series has actually got a, a um is it a departure a, for her say, or is it a you know no I mean? there's another apparently there is another series i want to say it's called the hathaways or something that's actually connected to this in some way uh-huh and these aren't the only four books in the series either because they're before before the wallflower series there's a 0.5 which is the tale of the earl's one of the earl's sisters who ran off with a stable boy right which is called again the magic Mm -hmm. i just despair of these titles um and then there is a book that comes after the four books with um daisy's half brother daisy's brother coming from the u.s to do what to meet he figures that as his sisters have met their their partners in the uk maybe he will too except his younger except daisy met her father's assistant yeah but they're staying in the uk um it's i i i think for me the problem lies with well there are several problems with these books the biggest problem is the titles hmm. because i can't every time i think of them i can't take them seriously because of the titles because they are literally they read like they have been picked out of a hat or a random generator okay. i need a title with summer else. in it i need a title with autumn in it i need a title with what yeah yeah exactly and it but for no reason could have done better i don't understand these titles don't tie in with the, the wallflowers and to you know to me that is a cardinal sin like and, and you know how I, like i'm about titles i get really caught up in a title i get really caught up in names i get caught up in some of the like for me the devil's in the details and and i really have a problem i I think for me i would have some trouble with that as well um i did want to make a note um it's not kind of i've actually reread some laura lee books um and i don't even know if you know who that is but she's written no she writes they're kind of dark too they're kind of dark too. Um, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have mentioned it. <laughs> they like your dark books, but on on a heat scale, I'll be honest with you. On a heat scale, ten. You see, that's the thing. The scandal in summer was probably the bo- the book with the the most amount of heat in it. Mm-hmm. It started because if you, re- I mean, we commented one of the things that we noted about. Um, Scandal, no, Scandal, Secrets of a Summer Night was the fact that everything that happened didn't start happening until later on in the book. Mm-hmm. It's almost as though um, we travel, our message traveled back in time because <laughs> the further on in the series you get, the more scenes happen earlier in the book. And by the fourth book, I think the first sex scene happened on like page 60 what that's quick 
as I said, it really was a case of, it was as though we travelled back in time with our message of, it happened too late in the first book. We waited so long for this supposedly steamy book, because that's what I looked for, to have anything in it. And then the fourth book, it was like, whoa. (laughs) Hi, my name is, let's go have sex. Okay, cool. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. It was surprising. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, cool. Very cool. All right. Well, um, I think we probably need to wrap it up here for today. Um, where can we, uh, people find you, Miss Ray? Uh, people can find me at allaboutray on Twitter, allaboutray.wordpress.com, though that hasn't been updated since, uh, at some point. Um, yeah. And don't stress yourself. Yeah. At ISN Romance on Twitter, which is updated a little bit more regularly than, well, many things. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so bad. Um, but basically, we post on there um, to let you know when the new episodes are coming out. And also to remind you that we have got a back catalogue of 42 episodes. Wow. All romance all the time. <laughs> so you've got plenty of hours to listen to. Yes, you do. Take up a day and a half of your time. All right. If you need to find me, I am um, also on Twitter and Instagram, and you will find me as Palmetto Blue. And um, how would you like to sign out, Ray? I would like to sign out by, well, A, saying, please follow us. Please like our comments make some comments we do ask questions every week oh god that sounds so desperate no. and also keep, also keep on searching well, for your happily ever after to be fair let me say this sometimes it does feel like we're talking into the void and that's okay because i think we have good conversations but sometimes it feels like we're talking into the void if people don't talk back so yeah oh I'd yeah be, i agree yeah i'd be totally interested to hear what um what some people have what they've been reading and what they would like to, and, and also, what's next in the supernatural genre of romance? What's next, Or right? not even the supernatural genre, just the romance genre. Sure. Because things are changing. Think about it. Things are changing. True. true I true, mean, true, even true. the RWA has changed. Yes. Yes, it has. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to sign out and say that romance isn't dead. It's alive and well on your bookshelf. Bye. Bye.